Hello, and welcome to Transfusion's monthly podcast. I'm your host, Yara Park. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with the authors of the article, Hemostatic Function of Cold-Stored Platelets and Thrombocytopenic Rabbit Bleeding Models. Welcome, doctors. Masayuki Nagawa and Shigeki Miyata. Thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Nagawa, would you please introduce yourself? I'm Masayuki Nagawa, working as a researcher of Japanese Red Cross Society Central Blood Institute. I have been researching transfusion medicine for over 15 years, focusing on the evaluation of storage conditions for platelet concentrates, including IPS cell-derived platelet concentrates using both in vitro method and in vivo animal models. Thank you. And Dr. Miyata, can you please introduce yourself? Okay. I'm Shigeki Miyata, the course of this, art, this article. I'm the Deputy Director General of the Center of the Institute, Japanese Red Cross. I'm a pediatrician, so originally for treating uh, children who suffer from the hem- hem- hemopiliacs and the pretrial dysfunction, uh, which cause, for example, so Bernal Suri syndrome of the Grantsman from cytopenia. After a postdoctoral fellow, I worked at the Scripps Research Institute, La Jolla in San Diego for four years in 1990s to investigate the fun- structure and function, the fundamental factor for sharing this induced great thrombus formations. After coming back to Japan, I moved to the field of transfusion medicine and had been worked in a national cerebral and cardiovascular center for treating patients with massive bleeding over two decades and performing the clinical researches in this field in addition to the researches in the field of hemostasis thrombosis, especially regarding the heparin thrombocytopenia. And during this period, I involved in the establishment of the first official evidence-based Japanese transition guidelines for the patient with massive bleeding. Thank you. Can you summarize your study for our listeners? Cold storage of platelet in platelet additive solution can extend the shelf life of platelet concentrates beyond seven days. Furthermore, previous studies suggest that transfusion of cold stored platelets is effective in patients with massive bleeding because they have the rapid and efficient hemostatic function. However, studies evaluating the in vivo hemostatic function of cold stored platelets in platelet additive solution, especially in severe thrombocytopenia, were limited. In this point of view, the purpose of our study is to compare the in vivo hemostatic efficacy of cold stored platelets in platelet additive solution with that of room temperature stored ones. For this purpose, we conducted animal study using a thrombocytopenic rabbit breeding model. I summarize our study as follows. One day after a PC collection, past PC was manually prepared and then split to home matched peers. One bug stored at room temperature with continuous agitation and the other bug stored in cold without agitation for total three, six, or nine days. On each stretch days, in vivo hemostatic function was evaluated by a thrombocytopenic rabbit breeding model. Thrombocytopenic rabbit was prepared by the injection of the of injection of sulfan. 
blockage of reticular endothelial system using acetylpalmitate and removal of plasma in PC by vaccine allowed the assessment of human PC in thrombocytopenic rabbits. We used thrombocytopenic rabbit whose platelet count below 25 billion per liter was used to estimate the hemostatic function of transfusal human platelets. This is because below this platelet count level, breathing time is markedly increased to over 600 seconds. After PC transfusion, breathing times were measured at two incisions in small veins in the ear. If the transfusal platelet maintains the hemostatic function, the breathing time would be expected to be less than 600 seconds. We define the hemostatic rates as a percentage of rabbits that achieved succession of breathing within 600 seconds at one or both of two incision sites. As our main aim, we compared the hemostatic rates of past species stored at room temperature with those stored in cold. Our results showed that the hemostatic rates were 100% in all experiments on day three. On days six and nine, hemostatic rate decreased and the storage period increased under both storage conditions. But no statistical differences of the hemostatic rates between room temperature and cold stored past species on days six and day nine. Day nine. These results suggested that cold stored past species might be as effective as room temperature stored past species in achieving hemostasis. We next evaluated the changes in plated count before and after past species transfusion. Total plated count after past species transfusion decreased as storage period increased under both storage condition. Furthermore, plated counts after transfusion of cold stored past species were significantly lower than those after transfusion of room temperature stored past species for all storage durations. These results are consistent with those of previous clinical and animal studies. When we transfuse past species stored at room temperature for nine days or past species stored at cold for six or nine days, total plated counts after transfusion do not reach 50 billion per liter in several experiments. A plated count greater than 50 billion per liter is the EDR target post-transfusion plated counts for acute breathing. This might contribute to insufficient hemostatic function, especially of cold stored past species with longer storage period. Actually, plated count, count increment was significantly correlated with in vivo hemostatic efficacy only with cold stored past species transfusion. These results suggested that hemostatic efficacy of past species could be improved if more cold stored platelets are transfused. In summary, our rabbit breathing time model might mimic platelet transfusion intended for mild breathing in patients with thrombocytopenia during chemotherapy, rather than for severe breathing in patients with massive hemorrhage. Our experiments show that cold stored platelet might be effective for achieving hemostasis to the same extent as room temperature stored platelets in patients with thrombocytopenia and mild breathing. Thank you. What led you to do this study in particular? 
our research project originally intended as a preclinical study to evaluate the in vivo function of ex vivo manufactured platelets from induced pluripotent stem cells by using our animal models as already published in Cell in 2018 and Blood in 2022. Fortunately, we were able to create animal models using rabbit for evaluating both the hemostatic efficacy and in the cell type of induced pluripotent stem cell derived platelets. As a result, we have shown that the function of them is equivalent to that of PC manufactured from volunteer donors. In the current study, we would like to use this animal model to evaluate the function of cold-stored platelets, which have recently attracted attention because of their superior hemostatic efficacy. Why was the rabbit selected in particular? Is there something specific about rabbits that mimic a human Hemostasis? A thrombocytopenic rabbit breeding model is to evaluate the hemostatic function pre-human platelets was already reported in the 1970s and have been used by several groups. Therefore, this model is well-established method to assess platelet function. Rabbits are easier to handle than larger animals such as pigs and monkeys. And their Plated size and plated concentration are relatively similar to humans. Furthermore, rabbits are better suited for evaluation of plated functions than other rodents, such as mice and rats, because repeated blood collection is easier and hemostatic experiment can be easily performed using rabbit ears. We defined this rabbit model and reported its in transfusion in 2017. We used this refined model in the current evaluation of PASPC. Can you comment on the relationship, if any, between platelet count that measures circulating platelet and the actual ability of platelets to prevent and stop bleeding? Does the count actually correlate with the ability to perform hemostasis? Our results suggest that the higher the number of circulating platelets, the better the hemostatic efficacy of platelets stored at room temperature. Furthermore, the present results are consistent with the notion that platelet function is also high in platelet transmission to human with high CCI values. In contrast, even if cold-stored platelets have a high hemostatic efficacy, circulating platelet count are likely to be lower than those stored at room temperature which should be interpreted with caution. Can I make additional comment? Yeah, of course. So it, there is no doubt that uh, so roughly so uh, total plated count after transfusion is really so correlated to the uh, hemostatic function usually. And so some so, uh, transfusion guidelines recommend the, uh, the transfusion of the plated to uh, reach to the uh, above the uh, 50,000 per microliter of platelet count or above. And in some situations, so 70,000 microliter per above. But in some special situations, they are recommend that uh, 
100,000 per microliter. For example, in patient undergoing cardiovascular surgery, because extracorporeal circulation using in this surgery causes a plate dysfunction. So in such cases, so plate count did not correlate for the uh, hemostatic efficacy because so patient has uh, some damaged platelet. So another example is a patient treated with antiplatelet therapy. In such cases, so platelet count is not correlated to the hemostatic efficacy. So we should think about the both platelet count and the platelet function to predict the efficacy of the uh, platelet transfusion. Even in the platelet function in the recipient itself. So that's why, so it is very difficult to predict the so, uh, efficacy of the platelet for hemostasis only depending on the platelet count, I believe. Thank you. How should we be testing in vivo hemostatic efficacy after platelet transfusion for research purposes? And then my follow-up question is, how should we be doing it in clinical practice? Okay, so in our study, we use the year, uh, year bleeding time for the evaluation of the efficacy of the platelet for hemostasis. But in their clinical practice, so year bleeding time is not uh, appropriate, maybe. So in such cases, we use the year, so for example, mass of the bleeding, or, uh, such as a chest drain output, and the total blood usage uh, after the intervention of the platelet transfusion. This is a maybe the uh, direct marker to evaluate the platelet function. But the most importantly, we should think about the hard end point, such as the mobility or mortality of the patient, because uh, some so hemostatic agents, such as the platelet, the fibrinogen, or other uh, coagulation factors may cause a thromboembolic event as a side effect. For example, equivalent 7A is uh, very effective to stop the bleeding, but also, on the other hand, to cause a severe thromboembolic event. So we think about the indial clinical practice, the efficacy of this uh, agent, so balance between the efficacy of the hemostasis and the uh, and the cause of the thromboembolic event as a side effect. So that's why we should so think about a different outcome uh, depending on the how we should uh, measure the efficacy of the so, such kind of the reagent or related component, I believe. Thank you. How do you control for potential extended bleeding times due to repeat injury of the same ear of the rabbit as the study progresses? Do you change the spot? Do you change the ear? How do you control for that? In our rabbit model, repeated human platelet transfusions are not possible due to antibody production against human platelet. Therefore, only one transfusion of human platelet is allowed for rabbits. In addition, the bleeding time was measured only immediately after the transfusion of human platelets to the rabbit. So only two incisions were made per rabbit. With the problem 
was the, the individual rabbit whose breeding times were measured at different each time, making it difficult to control for the effect of individual rabbit variation. Therefore, each human predator was transfused into two or more rabbits, and hemostatic efficacy of predators are evaluated. Oh, so each rabbit only got one transfusion and the two incisions afterwards. Yes. So we so fast so, so select the uh, so ad- adequate so, uh, rabbit by the uh, ear breeding time. So make an incision in a small vein. And for evaluation of the predator uh, function transferred to the rabbit, so we make another two incision in the totally different area from the first incisions. So I believe that these uh, two different incisions interfere each other. So I don't worry about uh, this problem. Interesting. Thank you. Can you speculate on why there was an initial drop-off of cold store platelet hemostatic rate between days three and six, but no change between day six and day nine for those platelets? We should emphasize that individual PC may be affected differently by storage regions, and our animal model appears to be very sensitive to detect these subtle storage regions resulting in a larger variation in the hemostatic efficacy of individual PCs after longer storage period under both room temperature and cold condition. Actually, when a split pass PCs showed a low hemostatic rate after cold storage, the other PC split from same donor tended to have a low hemostatic rate even stored at room temperature. Similarly, when a speed pass species showed the highest hemostatic rate after cold storage, the other species split from the same donor tended to have high have a high hemostatic rate, even stored at room temperature. Therefore, we believe that our experimental strategy in which cold stored and room temperature stored past species were split from the same past species is effective for more accurate comparison. However, it is very hard to predict how the hemostatic efficacy detected by this animal model impact on the real clinical outcome in human. Again, to get the final conclusion, it is necessary to conduct clinical trials. In addition, an insufficient number of cold stored platelets transferred into the rabbit may be another possible reason to reduce the hemostatic efficacy of cold stored platelets when stored for more than six days. That is, when we transfer the past species stored at cold for six or nine days, total platelet counts after transfusion did not reach 50 billion per liter in several experiments. A platelet count greater than 50 billion per liter is the ideal target for transfusion platelet count for acute breeding. In addition, platelet count increment was significantly correlated with in vivo hemostatic efficacy only with cold past species transfusion. Therefore, hemostatic efficacy of past species stored for six or nine days could be improved if more cold stored platelets are transfused. So actually, in our experiment, so using the cold platelet, uh, stored for the six days and nine days, so 40% experiment 
So total plate count does not reach to the uh, 50,000 per microliter. Uh, the target plate count level for the plate transfusion in the patient with a hemorrhage. This is commonly recognized. And 76% uh, of the experiment using the cordosal platelet did not lead to the, this level of the platelet count. That's why, so, the efficacy of the cordosal platelets on day six and day seven tend to be decreased as compared to the uh, room temperature storage platelet. However, as, I, as uh, Dr. Nogawa mentioned, if we transfuse a more platelet over the cold storage platelet, even in this storage period, so maybe this uh, efficacy of the uh, cold storage platelet for chemostasis is much drastically improved, I believe. So what is next for your group? Where do you go from here? For future studies, we plan to establish another animal model using extremely severe combined immunodeficient humanized mice, such as NOG and NSC mice, by giving a large incision in the aorta or organs such as liver and spleen to induce major bleeding, mimicking the traumatic patient with trauma-induced coagulopathy. We believe that this animal model allow us to investigate novel blood products such as cold stored platelet and artificial red blood cells, more directly for the efficacy or in improving trauma-induced anemia and coagulopathy. And in Japan, so Japanese Red Cross provides all platelet concentrate to each hospital nationwide. For the safety strategy, the shelf life of the platelet concentrates was restricted to the three days, only three days, and a very short shelf life, because we do not implement either bacterial screening nor pathogen activation, as described in the details of an article published in the Transfusion Journal in 2020. So this very short shelf life do not allow the storage of the platelet concentrate in each hospital. They should ask the Japanese Red Cross to deliver the platelet concentrate on demand, even for urgent situations. So it is very difficult to transfuse the platelet concentrate, even for the early stage of the massively bleeding patient. I believe so cold storage platelets overcome this problem, especially in Japanese situation with a very short shelf life of the platelet concentrate. Therefore, such kind of a clinical study is very important to conduct the clinical trials to show the efficacy of the cold storage platelet, even in Japanese populations, to get approval of the regulatory agency authority in Japan. That's, that's uh, our final aim to improve the patient outcome in the, uh, with the massive bleeding using the cause storage platelet. Thank you very much. So now I have a follow-up question that I didn't warn you, you about. But So only three days, do you run into shortages where you don't have enough platelets for patients? Yes. So unbelievably, 
So wastage of the plated concentrate in Japan is the, uh, about uh, 1% or less. So maybe all plated concentrate used in the uh, hospitals. However, as I told you, timely administration of the plated is very difficult. So I afraid that the delay on the delivery of the plated concentrate may affect, affect the outcome of the patient with a massive bleeding. So that's why I should, so I'd like to improve the, uh, this situation to, for the better patient outcome. Yeah, if you have to wait for a platelet for a hemorrhaging patient, that's a scary situation for sure. That's right, yes. Physician, physician has a lot of so, stress to have the uh, enough platelet to concentrate. If so, patient has a very severe bleeding and very severe strong side pain. So if they store the cold storage platelet in each hospital, they relieve from the, this severe anxiety. I'm sure. One more add-on question. Do you use uh, any whole blood in Japan, or is it still all component therapy? Yeah. So o- only few the whole blood is now using in Japan, especially for the so uh, exchange transfusion for the neonate. So in other situation, we use a component therapy for almost all the patient, especially adult patient. So another so strategy is a uh, Whole blood using the pretosparing filter now so it uh, become popular in the um, USA or other European countries. Maybe we also so consider the whole blood using the pretosparing filter for the alternative transfusion therapy for this patient population. Thank you very much for your comment. And that's our show. Thank you to Drs. Nagawa and Miyata for joining us for a really great discussion. This has been Yara Park for Transfusions Monthly Podcast. See you next time. (laughs) 